0: And thank you so much for tuning in. Hello and welcome to episode number two of the Nutrition with Rebecca podcast. You're joined by me, your host, Rebecca, and my four-legged best friend, Edith. Now, I'm introducing Edith because those of you who know her, she's the cutest dog that I've ever, ever had my eyes set upon. However... She has a tendency to bark. Now, I'm sat in my living room. I am being honest. I'm being authentic and open with you guys. I'm here to give you the evidence-based knowledge to help you live a life of health and happiness that's true to you. However, I don't have a studio, so you may hear her in the background. So I'm apologising first and foremost for that. So today I want to talk about a topic, self-compassion. In diet culture, growing up, We've had our sole focus be just on nutrition, just on numbers as a way of improving our health, whether that was counting sins, whether that was counting calories, whether that was counting points. But what this does is loses perspective of other things that we can be doing to implement behavior change within our day to day activities that coincide with health. Because, of course, health is more than just what you eat, right? And self-compassion, in my opinion, is one of the underrated secrets to success. Whether that is success with your job, success in life, self-compassion will save you time and time again. In society now, we're too hard on ourselves. We're taught that we need to really grind to get results. But with many, that does come at the expense of their health. We live in constant stress mode, constant fight-flight mode, and in essence, it inhibits us reaching our goals and when it comes to dieting there are few certainties one of these are that we will slip up it's not a case of if we slip up it's a case of when we slip up and being hard on yourself and trying to be perfect all the time focusing solely on your nutrition is what is leading you off track that is leading you to feel like a failure leading you to feel guilty and talk to yourself in a negative derogatory tone And success in the pursuit of any goal isn't about being perfect, it's how you respond when things don't go perfectly. And it comes as a huge surprise to many when I say be kinder to yourself instead of trying to be perfect all the time. Not only is the perfection mindset mentally droning, it will hold you back because in essence perfection doesn't exist. Now, I can hear you saying, well, Rebecca, if I just practice imperfect action all the time, I'll just give myself excuse not to do it. And I completely agree, right? I was certainly that mind frame, But it's holding yourself accountable to how you want to respond. It's not lowering your standards. In fact, it's the complete opposite. Being kinder to yourself when things happen has been shown infinitely better with successful results. And that's not just me saying that. That is research backing it. And it's being hard on yourself will make it more likely that you will slip up again. And this is so profound because it is the complete opposite to how we've been taught to respond. And to go further into that, there was a really, really interesting study that took two groups of women. They were given donuts to eat. <laughs> don't know why I'm telling you that they were told to eat them, but yeah, they were told to eat them. <laughs> One group were given a self-compassion intervention, which is so simple in that they were reminded that Eating donuts now and again was totally fine and that it's completely normal every now and again to have a donut and it doesn't make you a bad person. Now, both of these groups of participants were then asked to do a taste test on some candy. The group, given the brief self-compassion and the common humanity aspect that ate the donuts, ate significantly less candy than the second group who didn't have self-compassion. And this study was you can eat as much candy as you like. So basically, that showed being kinder to yourself showed to be less likely to go down the self-destructive path. You know, that common thought, I've ruined it now. The negative feelings, the stress, the shame, the guilt, clouding your judgment, then you have less perspective and are less likely to make choices that are in line with your goals. And instead you're more likely to numb those uncomfortable feelings with more food or whatever your vice is, whether that's alcohol, etc. And you'll continue to do this because of the shame and the stress and the negative talk towards yourself. Now, those of you who know me know that I absolutely love Brené Brown. And she explained the distinction between shame and guilt in a really, really powerful way that I really resonated with. And what she said was... Shame is a focus on the self and guilt is a focus on the behaviour. So therefore, shame is like saying, I am bad. Guilt is like saying, I did something bad. And these directly link to our behaviours. And one of the most interesting things she said was shame is associated with eating disorders, namely binge eating. And now you can sit there and you can probably resonate with this. When you've ate something that you feel has been bad, you've perhaps gone out, you've perhaps overeaten. And then you're sitting with these negative feelings. You're feeling shame towards yourself. You're getting so preoccupied about your thoughts. And because you see one meal as being bad, one meal is going off track, you hate yourself. So what do you do? Fall down this false dichotomy, go into this all or nothing approach. But in essence, that's holding you back. Self compassion comprises of three elements. So, how can we implement this within your nutrition, within your goals towards any amount of success? The three elements of self compassion. First one, mindfulness. Mindfulness, namely, of your thoughts. So, breaking down your thinking, being accepting of what has happened, reflecting on it, and labeling how you're feeling. Labeling how you're feeling in terms of that emotion. And building emotional granularity, giving these emotions language, can really help shape what you're feeling. Without awareness of our emotions and without the language to recognise these, we struggle to regulate our emotions. And then your self-awareness is diminished. And in the famous words of Susan David, learning to label emotions with more nuanced vocabulary can be absolutely transformative. And then that coincides with that mindfulness. You are mindful of how you're feeling and therefore You are more likely to continue with your journey instead of reacting and therefore responding kinder to yourself. And the second element of self-compassion is common humanity. Basically, that you are human. Basically, this happens to us all. Now, I know diet culture has led people down the all or nothing perfectionist mindset, but that is holding you back. You will overeat. There will be times you overeat and overeating isn't inherently bad. It's the intent behind the overeating. You will also slip up. You will have failures. That, again, is part of life. And interestingly, we're surrounded by GPs here in the UK. 80% of GPs fail at least one or more of their exams, but they go back and they learn and they go again. Maybe you didn't pass your driving test first time. I know I didn't but I still drive now because I went away and I learned. That's where we can accept the power of common humanity, knowing that failing is part of life, but it doesn't mean that we are a failure. It doesn't mean that we should feel shame towards ourselves. It's just part of life. It's part of our existence. And the final element of self-compassion is kindness. And it coincides with that mindfulness, doesn't it? Talking to yourself like your best friend. And one of the most powerful things that I like to remind myself, everything that you have gone through, everything that you have achieved, everything that you've conquered throughout all of your challenges, the one thing that has remained true to you is your body. It has stayed with you there. It's protected you. It's done everything to keep you where you're at. And when you put it like that, you can gain some perspective on how incredible our bodies are. And actually, how we should be treating them with respect. We should be treating them with kindness, with mindfulness, because they're doing everything they can to support us. So wherever you are now in your journey, listening to this, again, thank you. Just a simple reminder that self-compassion will save you. And you can implement that quite simply. From now, going forward, cultivating a pause, pausing throughout your life, taking some deep breaths, Grounding, anchoring yourself to the here and now. That will help you gain some clarity on your thoughts, gain some context on how you're feeling, maybe jot down some words in stressful situations to help you less likely to react to situations and more likely to respond to those. And I promise you now that that will save you. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you again so much for listening. If you have any questions or you're struggling at all with self compassion or any elements of your journey, Please uh, reach out to me and I will happily help. Thank you again.